Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant across North Alabama. This is this is where you go to for News Talk Radio, and the biggest show in the afternoons across the northern part of our state is this one, Right Side Radio. Like the man just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, we're glad you're with us. i got to tell you about my friends over there at uh, uh, ZLA Solutions. I mean, ZLA Solutions, I know these folks personally. I, I do. I, I've worked with them before. ZLA Solutions. If you're looking for a job, well, that's what they do. They put people back to work. So if you're looking for a job, go to ZLA Solutions website at ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs posted all over North Alabama. If you are an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, guess what? ZLAUSA.com. They are putting people to work. They'll do all the headhunting for you, the recruiting. They'll do the placement. They've got all of the HR background to work with. They've got everything you need. They'll do the, They'll find the blue collar, white collar, no collar, doesn't matter, and get them to work with you. ZLA Solutions. They like to say, ZLA we don't uh, make it. We make it better. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. Check them out. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Copper, I'm looking uh, online during the break trying to figure it out. And multiple sources are reporting. Um, I thought that I had heard that um, brigade combat teams were going to be giving up uh, 3,000 U.S. Army soldiers. But what it appears, though, is that we're sending 3,000 U.S. Marines. And the Marines do typically have a mission for uh, embassy evacuation. So what we're seeing here right now is news breaking as we speak that the um, that the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan, is uh, uh, under threat right now. Uh, it's considered to be um, untenable for um, U.S. personnel. And so the Pentagon is preparing for a possible evacuation of all U.S. Embassy in Kabul uh, amid fears that the Taliban may overrun the compa- compound in the coming days. Well, it won't be the first time. You know, I've got, I've got you know... <laughs> It's interesting. So this U.S. Embassy, so I was there at the beginning of the war, like I said, and I don't want to wear that out, but, but I've, got a, I've got a little, I've got some personal treasures. You know, everybody does. I'm sitting right here in the studio studio, and I'm looking over to my left on the shelf. And in fact, I posted a picture on Twitter today, and I wonder if this is even in the picture. It might be. Let me just look and see. Uh, going to it. Nope. It's just above the TV screen in the picture. But there's, um, there's a Coke bottle under uh, uh in, a, in a case so you can like a display case and it's just a regular coke bottle it's a clear coke bottle it's not one of the greenish but it does have the right shape it's got the coca-cola emblem on it it's old you can tell and if you look at it right below the coca-cola emblem it says bottled in afghanistan the, the story behind that is i told you i was there at the beginning of the war so in late 2002 i am leaving country i'm preparing for redeployment you know, guys are getting their duffel bags and loading them on the pallets. And I see one guy carrying some stuff over to a, to a trash barrel, and he's throwing stuff away. And I said, what's up with that Coke bottle? Because I collect Coca-Cola stuff. And he goes, oh, found it in the U.S. Embassy when we opened it. I said, do what? His station had been Kabul. So he was, I was out in a remote team. He was in Kabul proper. And, and I looked at him, and I said, you do what? And he goes, oh, yeah. He said, uh, when we re-seized the uh, U.S. Embassy and opened the doors – he said, I, I went over there for the very first day. He said, it was like a time capsule. He said, walked in. There's this Coke bottle laying on the floor of the U.S. Embassy the day that we took it back. And he said, that's so why I grabbed it, but I'm not going to keep it. 
And I said, well, I'm going to keep it then. He goes, have at it, man. So I packed that sucker up, brought it home, cleaned it out, and put it in the case. There it is, bottled in Afghanistan, found in the U.S. Embassy when we reopened it right after the invasion uh, in early 2001. And now here we are in 2021 evacuating um, evacuating the building. Um, so, wow. So, yeah. Biden announced halfway through April that we were going to pull out all troops by September, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, so that's it's been four months. Imagine if a company, say Google, decided to completely pull out of one of its production facilities in another country that involved thousands of people, and they just decided in four months they were just going to peace out. Like, people would think that was extremely unprofessional, wouldn't they? And yet it's well, I, fine I, I, for the U.S. government to do this and then say, oh, whoops, we did a really bad job with that. I guess we're going to send a few thousand people back in. <laughs> well, you know, and, and you, you raise a point. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, I got to caveat this statement by saying I, I fully understand that there has to be a national interest. There has to be, there has to be a reason why we continue to put troops mm-hmm. into foreign land. And, uh, and, and so there has to be a national foreign policy interest or a national security interest um, that being said, 20 years at war, well, okay, when, when do we bring the boys home, and, and the ladies for that matter? When, when do we bring the troops home? And, um, and so maybe the time was now to do so, but how you do it is what matters. You know, it's kind of like when you've got a job, like you've got a good job, right? And, and you just you quit and leave your employer with nothing. Or do you work out your notice? And, you know, the more professional thing to do, if the situation allows, is to work out a notice and give your employer a a reasonable amount of time to work with the situation. And I would say that the abrupt means by which Biden pulled out and the obvious lack of uh, coordinated planning uh, and the obvious lack of intel with regards to what the Taliban were going to do and the obvious lack of desire to maintain a forward force presence has just created the vacuum, and the vacuum's being filled by the power broker, which is the Taliban. So there, that's my thought. Um, wow. Did I answer your question, Copper? Yes. Okay. Um, well, and good question, too, by the way. And, and it, but it's a question we have to ask. And, you know, and we do have all, I said it before on the show once before, we have all of the aspects of, of, of foreign policy projection. It, it's, it's an acronym called DIME. Let's see if I can remember this right. DIME is uh, Diplomatic informational or intelligence, depending upon who you're talking to, different, uh, diplomatic, informational, military, and economic. You use all of those aspects in foreign policy negotiation. They're all the tools in your, in your toolbox. And, and in this case, uh, you know, they just basically jerked one of the tools out. The Taliban have zero reason to negotiate. Because if you remember, the Taliban have been in negotiation with the U.S. government now. Uh, Zalmay Khalizad is our our, um, our our official from the United States who's been negotiating with the Taliban. Well, what reason do they have to negotiate now? We just jerked out one of the four precepts of foreign policy negotiation, dime, military. We just jerked it out. So they have no fear of strength. They have no fear of anything. And, and, and then on top of that, let's go one step further. Just just today, I've got a report here. I got all this paper. Paper's everywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm covered up in paper today because the stories are, are just rampant of different things that I want to cover on the show. I can't even possibly get to all this stuff. But one of the stories was today that literally the um, 
Where is that? Let me just grab it. Hang on a second. I'm going to grab this piece of paper on the far side of my table. Bring it back here. All right. Title of it from the Washington Examiner. Sorry, Joe, the Taliban don't want your respect. Nifty title. What they're saying is this. It was said by the uh, Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, that Afghanistan does not respect the rights of its people. And Afghanistan that commits atrocities against its own people would become a pariah state. They will be an international pariah. And what he's basically saying, and he also said, by the way, that we, we won't recognize a Taliban government. They don't care. They don't care. So when you recognize that they don't care how you feel about them, that changes the tone of the conversation. It's like talking to North Korea. They don't care. You know, they don't care that you don't like them. They don't care that you don't like their human rights abuses. They don't care that you don't like the fact that you harbor terrorists. They don't care. And so what they do care about is strength. That's what you've got to do. When you, when you literally have a, a negotiating adversary like the Taliban, who are uh, like sophisticated Neanderthals, if you will, but if you, if, you have, if you have a group like the Taliban that do not care what you think about them in terms of diplomatic, so there's dime again, all right? They don't care what you think in terms of the D. Well, so what you got to do is you got to accentuate one of the four aspects of dime that they do care about. And what they care about is strength. What can you do to them if they don't comply? And the only one they care about, for the most part, is money and power. Well, military is the power projection for the United States. And we just jerked it out. That's why we're having to send 3,000 back in today. God almighty, this is maddening. I'm getting fired up sitting here, Copper. I mean, this is just, I mean, here we are. We, we're, we've got 20 years of sending blood and treasure to this place. And then President Biden, he, w w military, we won the war. President Biden just lost the peace. That's what's happening. It's oh, absurd. It's, okay. I think we better change the topic. I mean, I jeez. Even even if we agreed with their attitude that oh, it's their business, they can deal with it, they can fight their own wars. You, you still have to plan things. You should give more warning than this. So yeah, you would think. Think ahead. You 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 would think, and 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 they'll tell you they had it all planned out, and they'll also tell you, well, President Trump began the pullout. Yes, he did. Um, and and I disagree with that too. At least in the in the the hundred percent range. But the manner in which you stage the withdrawal, and by the way, staging a withdrawal from a war zone by a calendar date is never a good idea because then all the enemy has to do is wait for the calendar date. What you do is you stage it out um, in terms of uh, milestones of behavior and uh, advances in military projection. But here we are. All right, Copper, we better take this one into the break. And, uh <laughs> And we'll, we'll, we'll come back and change the topic. Although I'm sitting here, I'm watching Fox. There's, there's, there's Afghanistan. I'm holding a piece of paper in my hand. Afghanistan. You did Copper's Corner? Afghanistan. I'm covered up with Afghanistan today. We'll try to move on to something else. I got a totally unrelated topic I'm going to hit you up with. You're going to be interested to find out, what do the Biden energy policies mean to Alabama revenues? Oh, really? You mean when he shuts down oil and gas production, that hits our pocketbook? I'm going to tell you how in a minute. You'll be interested to hear this. Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio here on the News Talk Giant for North Alabama. Biggest show in the afternoons across the northern part of the state. It's this one. Best audience in the northern part of the state right here is this one, too. Bunch of Right Side Ruffians, we love you. Hey, um, so Copper and I were just trading some ideas for movies, and I brought up Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. You seen that one, Copper? Oh, I haven't. Oh, I thought you were you were proposing a movie idea. It already. Oh exists. no, it's a real. It's, oh yeah, oh. It's, it's a real movie. Reign of Fire. R e a r e i g n. Reign of Fire. Nice. And there oh, are yeah. dragons in it. It's, oh, there's lots of dragons in it. Excellent. Now the dragons are not nice. They don't own the mm. dragons. They don't train the dragons. They they fight the dragons. But it's. It's yeah, it's it's one of those kind of futuristic dystopian shows that uh, basically it's the survivors after dragons were resurrected accidentally. Oh dear! And um, uh, deep in the undergrounds of London and tore up society. And the survivors are fighting for uh, t- to kill off Mama Dragon, if you know what I mean. Um, yes, it, it's a good one. I mean, it's a, and Christian Bale, by the way. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey. I did not know that was even him. Ooh. Shaved his head, grew a beard, tattooed up. <laughs> Dude was jacked, and I, I'm looking at it going, I don't know who that is. I had to look it up. That's, that's Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Anyway, yes, it was. Yes, well, I'll, I'll let you know if I find any dragon eggs, because that, that might help. <laughs> okay. Just send okay. the dragons into the Afghanistan. Just, just the dragons, will they'll take care of everything. Um, hey, uh, listen, I'm going to change the subject. All right, changing the subject. Got a few minutes here, but I'm going to touch on something that I think you guys need to know. We're going to come back at the, you know, after, I've only got a couple minutes here before we go to the full break at the, at the bottom of the hour. But, but understand this, when you see the gas prices going up at the pump, yes, you can blame the Biden administration in part for that. Uh, interesting dynamic happened yesterday. So here we were under the Trump administration, energy independent. That's a big deal, y'all. You remember I mentioned dime a minute ago, the, the, the four precepts by which you uh, exert foreign policy? Dime, diplomatic, informational, military, economic. Economic, part of that is oil and gas. Wars have been fought over oil and gas, right? So we were energy independent, which means that we were no longer um, under the thumb, so to speak, of OPEC. No longer looking at having to, um, you know, kowtow to the pricing of another nation. Uh, No longer uh, required to um, bend to certain you know, trade agreements uh, and, and no longer worried about what Russia and their company Gazprom or, or Russian oil supplies would even, we didn't care. We were energy independent. Now we're not. Because the first thing that President Biden did was he came in, first of all, he canceled one of the most major oil and gas pipeline projects, the Keystone, right off the bat. Took 10 years to get that thing approved. Never should have, but it took 10 years. And then Biden comes in and cancels it on day one. But the biggest thing he did was he put an executive order out that created a freeze on any future oil and gas leases. And that immediately stymied the market. It also immediately caused a lack of investment in the market because those who would invest in oil and gas uh, exploration need to know it's worth their time and energy to do so. So they've got the ability to get an oil and gas field going. I mean, why would you spend all of the time and money to to research the availability of oil and gas underground if you're not allowed to go and get it. No point. And so oil and gas uh, uh, revenues and oil and gas um, availability from U.S. interests 
has just basically bottomed out. And suddenly, here's what happened. Get this. This is embarrassing. This reminds me of Obama on his apology tour when he went around the world bowing down to – you remember that? When President Obama would go to foreign countries and, and literally uh, bow his head when he, when he met with them as if he was kowtowing. I mean, it was, it was awful. Well, just yesterday, the Biden administration uh, appealed to OPEC to please increase their production. Well, how about we increase our own production? How about we increase our production, Mr. President? Why are you shutting us down and now asking OPEC, please, 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 can you give us some more? I mean, I feel like it's, it's, like, it's like looking at little Oliver Twist begging for a bowl of gruel. Please, sir, may I have some more? That's what you've done to us now, Mr. Biden. You put us on the world stage for energy, and you've created the situation where we have to be the little waif who comes up with the empty bowl and says, please, sir, may I have more? Well, that's where we are. Well, okay. Phil, is it really that bad? I mean, I'm just paying a few cents more at the pump. Well, you're paying a lot more at the pump. You're, you're, you're upwards of 75 cents on the average, I think is what I last saw, above where it was this time last year. Mm, how about that? Hitting you right in the pocketbook, isn't it? But it gets worse. Did you know that a big chunk of Alabama's annual budgetary revenues come directly from offshore oil and gas revenues in our Gulf Coast. You heard me right. Hundreds of millions of dollars annually come to the state of Alabama based on oil and gas exploration off our Gulf Coast. Yep. And the Biden administration is shutting that down. I'll unpack it a little more for you when we get back. All right. Uh, You're going to want to hear this. Because what, you're, what I'm telling you right now is what happens in D.C. matters to your pocketbook, but it also matters to your state coffers and the ability to not have to undergo tax raises here at home to pay for things we always paid for. Yeah, it's just, it's just awful. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. You can also find us online at www.rightsideradio.org. We'll be right back. 